Hey, welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Action Sports Jacks Pile On with Brett and Dan podcast from sea to shining sea. We're back in the States after a trip to London, and wow, what a weekend. The Jags win big 44-7. to We have uh, one of the biggest topics we've seen in recent memory continue and maybe even escalate. What's that? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pregame. It's before the ball even kicks off. We'll get to it. And uh, the Gators, I don't know how Gator Nation fans, we're going to get a uh, fans feel about this weekend. We're going to get a pulse from you, Dan, and everybody else uh, on this because I kind of think they stink, but wins are good. So uh, let's go. Uh, they also named a new quarterback or a guy that we've heard of before. Where do you want to begin? Let's begin with the Jags. Let's talk about the Jags. Let's talk about the win. Let's, Perfection, Dan. It's a shame that both Jags' wins have been overshadowed. <laughs> yeah. Hurricane and, and uh, protest. So, but the game itself was fantastic. What a performance. And I, one of the things that I think we should do, because we've been so hard on the guy, is it is a great team win. But the guy that stood out to me was number five. Mm -hmm. And he played probably as well as I've seen him play a football game. He was in command. He took what they gave him. He made some deep throws when he had to. He used Mercedes Lewis as a, as a red zone threat, went down the field and got him. He kept his eyes on the, down the field when he scrambled. I thought... It was the most control I've ever seen Blake Bortles play a football game. I was, I, I was happy for him because I'm one of the many who have uh, kicked, criticized, thrown dirt on, buried, um, and I doubt he can play like that every week. But if he can play somewhat like that, I think this team has a chance to win a lot of games. It was something. I, I, I tweeted, I think, 20 minutes into the game, I think it's his best decision-making he's ever had as a pro football player. I mean, he when he needed to throw the football away, he threw the football away. When right. he needed to use his legs, he used his legs and his athleticism. When he needed to make a clutch play and a big throw, he made the clutch play and the big throw. I mean, I thought he was tremendous. And, you know, you do have to put it in perspective. There's a lot of buildup over here on Blake Bortles that, listen, he can't get this thing done long term. Right. But, again, we'll go back to some of the things he does well, gets swept under the rug and overshadowed by his own mistakes. Now, it's partly him. But we don't give him credit sometimes when he does make good plays. Even last week against Tennessee, that first half he made a few good plays. He ran over a guy. Yeah. And, and he threw some good balls on third down, but then it's overshadowed by three turnovers. Again, that's on him. Yeah. But he does do more good things than people give him credit for at times, I believe. But – my, my hesitation to anoint him and say, oh, they do have, they were right to pay $19 million yeah, is no, the fact no, no. that Trevor Simeon threw four touchdowns sure. last week. Case Keenum threw three touchdowns this past week. He the average quarterbacks had guy. good games this, this, this past weekend. They did. They really did. Yeah. So we got to be a little careful. Sure. I, I think one other thing we have to do, we have to give a lot of credit to Nathaniel Hackett because I thought Hackett called a brilliant game, especially that second touchdown drive. I mean, he called, I say perfection, it was about a perfect <laughs> call on that drive. And they were clicking. And if you really look at the last, you know, what, what's now uh, probably five or six games dating back to last year, he's found something at times with Blake. They still have to be better most of the time. But it seems like a pretty good relationship. Well, since Doug Marone took over as head coach, and that would be now five games, 62% mm -hmm. of his passes, eight touchdowns, only two picks. Yeah. You can get that to stretch out, then 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 maybe you're onto something. There's there's something that's working. Here's what we learned about the Jaguars: they're not a three and thirteen football team, and that's so refreshing. Yeah, that is nice. They're not it? a three and thirteen. They're, they're not a four and twelve football team. They're a football team that if they can play, even 
I thought Calais Campbell had a real good comment uh, to you over there after the game. Now you got to stack wins. Yeah. You can never lose two in a row, and you got to stack some wins. And they haven't stacked wins yet. And they're going to try to do that with the Jets coming up on Sunday. And I'm glad the Jets won because that'll open their eyes I and will. tell them, you know, hey, you can't just go up there and think you're going to walk through. It's the NFL. But uh, uh, um, I think for whatever reason, everything is gelling a little bit. And they made the right choices in free agency for the first time in forever. A.J. Boye had an unbelievable pick. He and Ramsey are dynamite. Uh, Calais brings so much. We've had other guys come in free agency who were, oh, this guy's a great leader. But he was nothing on the field. Mm -hmm. This guy can play the game. This guy is really good. So five sacks, um, leader on and off the field. They look to him. He wants to win as well. It's great. That's talking about the defense. And I'll ask you this. One of the things we talked about, and I feel like that Leonard Fournette is still the most important player. Yes. I know he's only averaging 3.5 yards a carry. He's the third most carries in the league. I thought they were brilliant to kind of get him out of the game because they know they're going to need him the long stretch. He's on pace. He's got 57 carries already. So that's all, you're already trending over 300 carries this year. It adds up quick. So if you have a game like that, get him out of there. He is fun to watch at three and a half a carry, though. I mean, that's what he, I mean. He I, is he tremendous. He earns them. He adds so much to this team. He makes that offense so much better. He's got swag. I love the kid. I think, I think he's a great pick. Great pick. Great pick. He really is. He's changed it. You know, we said it. I think a lot of times. But one of my arguments for picking Leonard Fournette was he changes you in September. And I think he's changed this football team in September from an offensive standpoint. Now Blake still threw it over thirty times, but it was a comfortable third. Twenty-four throws in the first. Half, which is too many, but it wasn't. Yeah, it didn't feel like that's it. what you. That's the, yeah. what you're just saying. It wasn't too many throws. It was perfect. Yeah. It was because there were no bad throws in there. There were no mistakes in there. And so I'm sitting there thinking, gosh, he's throwing it 24 times. It doesn't feel like that. But he was, he was, he was, he was great yesterday. He was great on Sunday. So good for him. I think uh, you talk about Fournette, and we need to talk about Ramsey too. Ramsey yeah. is such a star. Like Fournette, I believe is a star in the NFL. Yeah. he looks like it, right? Yeah. I mean, you got he's tracking that way. Boy, Ramsey is such a good player. And you mentioned the picks. Ramsey and Boye, those were not just interceptions. No. Those were great plays. Yes. Those were, those get the attention of Deion Sanders. Yes. Those, I mean, those plays were fantastic. Those are plays that have not been made around here in quite a long time. And Ramsey's on, on a bum leg. He got thrown out one time last week. And they didn't want anything to do with him again this week. They don't want anything to do with that guy. He's so good. You saw him trail a couple of plays, and his closing speed is ridiculous, even on the interception. Uh, they have two superstars on each side of the ball, and that's without even exploring everyone else, with Fournette on offense and Ramsey on defense. Yeah, and, and that's great. And it's great that they're, they're hitting on those draft picks finally, and if you do... Uh, watch out. Look, I, like I said, I think the most important thing we can take from this, I don't think Baltimore's a great team They're by not any good. stretch, okay? So I'm not going nuts. Nope. Uh, but I nobody's any good, Dan. I said, I said we went from 16-0 and 0 to 1-15 <laughs> and 15 to 15-1. and 1. So my head's spinning a little bit. But I, I think... We'll take it. Yeah. I think that I do think this is a team that can contend for in a weak division for a playoff spot, and I think they're going to win some games. I hope they can start stacking up some wins and and, and do well. Look, uh, as the season unfolds, teams you look at teams and go, oh, whereas the beginning of the year you said Cincinnati, uh, 
Now you're going, hey, we can get that one. Yeah, but yeah. the L.A. Rams evened you out a little bit. L.A. Rams look pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it'll be interesting. It's fun. It's fun to look forward to games. It's fun to watch the games. It's fun. So that part of it has been great. One more thing on the Jags. We spent the month killing the left guard and right guard spot. Yeah. I think we got to acknowledge a little bit. Those two guys have That's played fair. really well. Patrick yeah. Omame and A.J. Can, And the line in general has played well. Yes. But those two guys got just crushed. Yeah. And we killed the organization for not having more there. I, I'll raise my hand on it. Um, those two guys overall. Even last week against Tennessee, Dan, they actually, those two guys didn't play poorly. <laughs> right now, Parnell might be their worst lineman. Yeah. If you're really breaking it down. Yeah. He's the one making some mistakes. You know, I'm a homer. But I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the Godfather. I think TC's Tom Coughlin's done a lot of right, a lot of right things. And one of the things he did was bring in his his guy Flaherty. That's right. To coach that offensive line, and that offensive line has been has been better, better. Right uh, uh, they were great yesterday. Pass protection. Did Bortles get sacked? I, think he, I don't think he did get sacked. If he hasn't, he's only been sacked two times in three games. Wow. Understand now they still that. could run block better. They got to because they've got that horse. We in the need back Leonard field. to break one, and, and he, he will. Yeah, he yeah. will. But uh, uh, you're right. Um, yeah. So from Calais Campbell. A.J. Boye, Barry Church, drafted, and, and, and give all of them. It's not just Tom, obviously, yeah, yeah. but I think he's brought, he wins where he goes, and he's, he's winning some games here, and it's exciting. Yeah, they're winning some games. Uh, last thought on that, by the way, going back to last year, five out of the last six games, mm -hmm. the Jags have had double-digit leads in five out of the last six games, if you go back to last year. Wow. Houston, Tennessee, Indy, yeah. then Houston and Baltimore. Now, they blew two of the leads late last year, right. but that, that's, to me, that's a little smoke. You know, yeah. and it says, okay, maybe they were starting to turn this thing. Maybe, and it's hidden. Never and felt like they up. were going to lose that game yesterday, though. Oh my! You I know mean, what that, I mean? Hey, that was like being a Patriots fan yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was like a no doubter. Yeah, that you was know, fun. You knew. All right, hey, got to hit on the big topic. Uh, sure. Uh, the protest. Um, yeah, I've never seen. It. I don't know if I remember it even like this with Kaepernick. I know it's been a year-long discussion, mm -hmm. but I'm telling you, uh, we flew back from London overnight and. Everybody on the plane's talking about it. You have different pockets of people, whether mm. it's players or broadcasters or mm -hmm. uh, some of the people that made the trip that aren't a part of the team. Everybody's having these discussions, and they were good discussions. Uh, we're all talking on the radio, social media, TV. Um, uh, you know, I'm in the living room with my in-laws who are in town mm -hmm. this morning, and two hours worth of discussion wow. it turns into. It, it's just it's a fascinating topic on so many levels. It's a serious topic on so many levels. Um, we're not going to get too opinion-based here because it's it's you don't want to do that. Well, you're not going to change anybody's opinion but either, it's and everybody's profound. In, everybody's entitled to their opinion, and I respect everybody's opinion. My overwhelming emotion, and one of the words you said before I say that, one of the words you said is the best word: discussion. Man, why can't we just talk about yeah. it? Why can't we just ask questions to each other? Why can't we all sit down and w with people who don't agree, and we may never agree, but be respectful of each other? and go through it and talk about it and come to some solutions. I think the next step um, is, well, in watching it on Sunday, my overwhelming emotion was sadness. It was sadness. I, 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 felt, I felt bad. I felt bad for both sides. Listen, I, un I understand anyone connected with the military and what that flag and what that anthem mean to people. Look at the kid in Pittsburgh, Villanueva. Mm -hmm. I mean, this guy served three tours of duty in Afghanistan. His whole team wouldn't come out. They were in the tunnel. He had to come out. He was an, he's an Army West Point veteran. It's, it, I understand 
haven't lived it, but understand what it means to them. We're also not African-American. We don't know what they feel and go through. Um, so if we could just all not be so emotional about it and sit down and come up with solutions. Solutions, I think, is what we need. But right now, the solution, I think, is what you said and what we've said is discussion. Yeah. I think people are, see, to me, the players have already accomplished something. Yeah. They've, we're all talking about it. And, and, yeah. and really, you got to give, uh, I don't know if you give credit. I didn't like the way it was said, and this isn't a political statement. Right. But I don't like the, the president talking that way um, in terms of the language used. Most but, people most people don't like the president talking that way. It's not presidential. Yeah. And, he, and, and most people don't agree with how he said that. And by the way, you don't call fellow Americans SOBs. You yeah. don't. But he brought this back to the forefront. Yes, my, he did. So I'm not sure if someday we'll give him credit for that, yeah. <laughs> and a little backdoor yeah. credit or what. But uh, I think he's brought it back, and now everybody's talking about it. And I think dialogue is good. Really thought about this a lot. I think if you think about how things have changed over the years, go back to the 60s, go back to Muhammad Ali, go back to Jackie Robinson, go whatever discussion. Uh, you know, maybe it's uh, the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. um, I think what happens is for the first couple of years, it could take a while. There's this kind of discussion where it's kind of hardcore opposing sides. Right. But what comes out of it right. is really the key. We might not see it for five years. Right. Like this impact this weekend in the last year with Colin Kaepernick, the impact of it might not be played out until years down the road. We just don't know, but the discussion at least allows for it. I, will, I just think we have to be careful to discuss the right things. Right. I think there are three things at work. One's a political discussion which always takes place. <laughs> One's a military discussion, yes. which is a good one and a passionate one and understandable one. Uh, and then the other one is this unifying one, this this equal, equality one, which well, is race, really... Racial and, has and, to be a word that... Yeah. There, there's, there's a racial component here, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, for equality. Yes. And uh, something that's been decades and decades in the making. Correct. So I think there's three different things. What the players are after is the equality one. What we have to all be careful of is what are we talking about? Yeah. And I think right now we're talking about all three. I felt Which like, one comes out of it? You I know? felt like on Sunday... We got it got a little lost on what we were protesting. I think it's got lost for the last year a little bit at times. You know, because we take sides immediately. Yes. Instead of have the discussion. Right. So I think uh, it's anyway we're discussing it. And I could go and, on. You can do an entire. Uh, I said this on the radio. You can do an entire podcast. I could do a week of shows about absolutely. it. Absolutely. If we mention it, the phone lines light up. Yep. But at some point we have to move on, and everyone has to move on. And now I want to see actions and not words. Absolutely. We can discuss for a while, yep. but let's come up with some solutions. Let's come up with some ideas. Let's come up with some, let's take it to the next step. And I think that way something good can come of it and we can all heal and just respect each other and respect each other's opinions. Yeah, it's a passionate topic. Uh, and that's the next Man. thing that we talk about the players. I think it's fair for us to ask, this is what we have to do, is ask the players, okay, you've got people's attention. If you kneel next week and the rest of the season, which is up to you. Yeah. If you do that, you're not going to top the amount of attention you're getting right now. So now that you have the platform, what do you do with it? Right. Because it doesn't stop at kneeling. You've got the attention. So I think that will be something to see where do these players want to take this platform that they've now got everybody's attention with, right. and where do you take it? What do you do with words and actions? And kind of like I will give Colin Kaepernick a lot of credit, no matter how you sit on this. He said he was going to pledge a million dollars to all these groups. He did. He's pledged. He yeah. put his career at risk to do so. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, whether you like the whole situation or not, he's at least living up to his word. So now yeah. what other players follow suit in that? Uh, okay, so we go from that uh, 
topic which is not going away, and we'll have more discussions about it. How about your Gators, Dan? Do you love them? Do you hate them? And Luke Del Rio's back as a starting quarterback. Uh, first off, never, ever doubt the power of the streak. <laughs> the streak. I did. The streak I lives. I picked Kentucky. <laughs> the streak lives. You don't doubt the power of the streak. You never go against the streak. It happened on Friday night with St. Augustine and Bartram Trail. It gave me much uh, hope <laughs> on Saturday night. And uh, so the power of the streak. I think, look, um, the goal is to beat Alabama. We're closer to Kentucky than we are to Alabama. That's we, a very good way to say it. Uh, that's a little disheartening in year three. But we're st the Florida Gators still don't have the quarterback play. I thought there was some really good improvement Saturday night. I thought there were some good plays. I think they're starting to realize something everybody's kind of noticed is that Kadarius Tony can play football. Maybe he should be the quarterback. Um, uh, Malik Davis got 21 carries. Kadarius Tony got seven touches. And of the seven touches, including his 50-yard throw, he accounted for 124 yards, which is about 17-some-odd yards per play. He's got to get the football. Yep. Um, the offensive line played better. Kentucky's a good team. Yeah. And that place was rocking. Yeah, they're not the old Kentucky. It, it, it was a good win. I argued with my son um, because FSU lost to NC State. Yeah. I said, NC State's Kentucky. They're the same. Pro oh, NC State's much better. I said, really? Because NC State lost to South Carolina. <laughs> Kentucky beat South Carolina. So, and I think it was a little fluky how NC State lost to South Carolina. And quite frankly, if NC State and Kentucky played, I'd pick NC State. However, my point being... Yeah. Florida did what they had to do, and they won the football game. There's a long way to go. The search continues for a quarterback. You can't write off Felipe Franks, but you have to go with the guy who gives you the best chance to win every game. And right now that guy is Luke Del Rio. Here yeah. we are again. Yeah, here we are again. It's I mean, unbelievable. I, I, you kind of answered it. I, I just don't know what this means for the situation. Yeah. I said since the start, if I'm a Gator fan, and I'm not, but I want to see the keys handed to Felipe Franks yeah. because I want to see him the best. But QB for how the, long, Brent? I mean, he I won't take shots down the field. There's guys. He, he, he's. I don't know if he's gun shy. I don't know what it is, but the ball never travels down. He threw one to Tyree Cleo, which was a good throw, by the way. I don't know why Tyree gave up on it. It seemed like or got interfered with or whatever. But he's got. And at some point, and that point came. I'll say this about Folksy Jim: if he didn't make the quarterback switch, Florida wasn't going to win that game. No, I don't think you're. I don't think so. He's you know, I'm not saying Luke won it. Yeah. But he was. Oh, they put two perfect drives together. Made an unbelievable fourth drives. and three play. I mean, that I don't know that Felipe makes. Hey, good for him too. Good for uh, Luke to be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, last question for you yeah. on this. Um, because I think we know what it is right now. It just is what it is yeah. in Gainesville. I mean, They're I don't, eight, nine win team I don't know at what, best. But but you don't have high hopes. So my I guess my argument for Felipe Franks is, even at eight, nine, ten wins, you know who you are. Well, so, well, so Felipe Franks does he make does it if playing him right now mm -hmm. and this learning curve and all this stuff does it make you win big down the road? Right now they're kind of putting a handcuff on that. Yeah. Don't you believe? Yeah, I don't know what his ceiling is, but I think that they think that they're good enough to win the East. Yeah. And if, and by the way, I'll tell you this, and you were in London, Alabama's second team is good enough to win the East. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's that their backup quarterback. If we could trade for him in college football, <laughs> I would offer uh, Felipe a number one, a five-star down the road. Which one of your kids? Uh, uh, Drew. Um, the Florida State the fan. The Florida State kid. Um, yeah, I'd offer them all. 
to get that kid made like some unbelievable. He may be better. Uh, understand this now. He may be better. He's a better passer than Jalen Hurts. Well, I didn't I'm see I'm telling him, you. I saw enough. It's uh, why is it, why are you at Alabama? The kid, the other kid in front, he's a sophomore. Yeah. And you're burning your red shirt. Now he'll probably get a little shoulder wing here and and red shirt or something. I don't know how long he's going to stay. He's um he's he's a player though. Hey Georgia for real. Georgia's the best team in the East. Yeah. That's um, a good win. Best team in the East by far. Uh, they got Tennessee coming up on Saturday. It could be Butch's last stand. That's so, in Knoxville. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. But, yeah, Georgia's – They Georgia's, could come to Jacksonville undefeated. They have a real yeah. chance. Now, they have a couple of games that could give them trouble if they're typical Georgia. Yeah. But if they're not – and this kid's pretty good now. From Well, I don't know. When do you go back to Easton? Uh, that's a good call. I don't think you do. Wow. I don't think you Lost do. Lost a job because of injury. Yeah, I just have a hard time believing. They feel like they're rolling. I mean, they get yeah. done at Notre Dame. True he beats freshman. Mississippi State. I mean, that's tough Tough to take them out. Yeah, it'll be we, interesting. We it's... don't know the pulse in their locker room. You know, yeah. how would they appreciate that? Yeah. I think it was probably something Kirby Smart has a better handle on. FSU's defense let them down a little bit on FSU. And by the way, Saturday. the Gators did for a long time on, on oh, uh, yeah. but FSU, Saturday night. But FSU came in. FSU, the one thing I'll say about FSU, and, def- and I, I hate to defend the Seminole program, a lot of bad luck for them this year. A lot of bad luck, man. That's awful. They're going toe-to-toe with, it's a heavyweight championship, national, you were at that game, a national championship feel, unbelievable, back and forth, two, two, you know, powerhouses with designs on seeing you again in in four months, and you're battling, and all of a sudden your quarterback goes down, he's out for the year. Then all of a sudden you get a, you get a hurricane coming through the state, you cancel games, you got to go with the young kid, because... Quite frankly, you lost Malik Henry, who was the number one quarterback in the country, and you signed him, and he was there, and he's kind of screwed up. And and our guy DeAndre Johnson uh, also had a problem, had to leave Florida State as well. So now you you got a three-star kid, you got to throw him into the mix, and you got to throw him in against probably the worst team in the ACC you'd want to face for his first game because they have a veteran defensive line. They played in some big games. They got a veteran quarterback. They're not intimidated, and they're desperate, and they and they and they needed a win. They needed a win for that. They like their coach, and they want him to stay, and they wanted to win for him. So it was. It's just been a little bit of bad luck for FSU. But with all that said, no excuse. Defense has got to be better. Yeah, I, I was disappointed in their defense. I, I thought it would be shut down. And yeah. I saw some of the highlights. Yeah. I was actually looking at the stats, and I was like, wow, the kid must not have played well. Because yeah. we're in London. Kid so played I said, well. I said, 270-something yards, yeah. no turnovers? Kid played well. How did well. they not win this game? Kid hit. Kid throws a beautiful deep ball. What happened was he was locked in with this Auden Tate receiver. And Auden Tate had nine catches for like 138 yards. And right at the beginning of the second half, he threw about a 60-yarder to him, and he caught it and landed on his shoulder, left the game. Uh, After he left the game, Blackman was 6-16 for, I mean, he lost had, his guy. He lost his guy, and yeah. he couldn't find another guy. So, Hey, a lot happened in the, in the what world a weekend. of sports. I mean, what a weekend. Uh, streaks stay alive all over the place from high school to college. Never doubt the, Jags the power of the streak. are in first place in the AFC South and a chance to be 3-1 and one in September. We'll see if it happens. That is the Action Sports Jacks. Pile on with Brent and Dan each and every week. We'll have it when we come back from New York next week. Have a good week, everybody.